0: Change their eternity. And with the team put together a video showing you that. So before we watch the video, give somebody a high five, a handshake, hug, kiss on the cheek, be seated.
1: What's up Action Church? Hey, the last couple weeks we've been talking about our reaction statements and this week is week number four and we're talking about how we will do anything short of sin to reach people. And hey, right now it's midnight and something you should know is that about 10 to 20 college students uh, come out almost every Friday uh, to hand out water bottles and invite cards to people walking out of the clubs uh, around the UCF area. And uh, I wanted to bring you guys along and show you what that's like. Come with me. Let the Holy Spirit move. Like if you feel like he's nudging you to like talk to somebody or ask a question, like do it. Um, That's what we're here for ultimately. So uh, we don't want to come off like too strong, but we also don't want to just hand out a bunch of water. So that's not the point. The point is to use the water bottles and we actually have Gatorade tonight. Uh, We want to use those as a tool. Uh, to connect with people. But yeah, let's bring in, let's do a Jesus on three. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Jesus on three. One, two, three. Jesus! Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, love that. That's fire. Love that. Yeah. We love that. We're, we're left uh, go on once.
2: come out of our car and we are just kind of hanging out here setting up and then a girl comes over she was right over here with her friend and she was kind of sitting down crying just by herself but the friend was like started crying and i was like like are you okay like what's going on she was like i'm just so done with this i feel like this, I can't do this anymore. I can't be that like drunk girl. or I can't be that drunk yeah. girl that's helping. Or that I can't be that friend who's helping these drunk girls. I just can't do it anymore. Like, I feel like there's something more for yeah. me. And it was really cool me and lane God like speak, in, speak like, life over her and like, no, know, like, know, yeah, like, this isn't for you. Like the Lord has so many yeah. other plans for you. And it was so cool when like, we got to pray over her and yeah. she was like really, really interested yeah. in church and like, and wow. um, college night. Yeah. And, I don't know. I felt the Holy Spirit just really come over yes. that whole like the whole situation was like just pray for her. Yeah. We had to pray for her and like speak just a lot of life into her and just like let her know that she is chosen and yeah. she is loved and yeah. the Father just wants to form a relationship with her and He yeah. is right here. All she needs to do is take that leap. Yeah. And it was really really cool, um, just like getting to do that and just like feeling like her emotion through. It was just so raw and it was just awesome so it was really like that was why like i was meant to be here tonight yeah. for that moment yeah, yeah, and i got her number and she was just like hey, can you please text me the information for church and call tonight so like i'm really hoping to see her on sunday
0: Man, that got me a little bit. Um, it's fun to just kind of see all that we get to be a part of. Anything short of sin, you know. I grew up, I grew up in a church uh, that I don't think would have uh, sent our church members to the bars. Um, and uh, but if you're if you're gonna find uh, sinners, you got to go to where sin is every now and then. And uh, we're gonna talk about that today. Anything short of sin to to reach people. First Corinthians. Chapter 9, verse 19 to 23, Uh, I love reading this. uh, It really articulates it in the message, a paraphrase. Even though I'm free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and to all in order to reach a wide range of people. That's our, our goal. We're not just supposed to reach people like us. Church is not just for church People. The gospel is not just for people that are good. In fact, Jesus said, why would I come if you were good? No, we are sinners in need of a savior for all people. Religious, non-religious, meticulous, moralist, loose living, immoralist, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. Paul says, I didn't take on their way of life. And that's important today as we talk about doing anything short of sin. We're called to, to live a life in the gray, but founded on some black and white principles of our faith and of our character and of our our morality that we are called to to live. I I didn't take on their way of life. No, I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world. I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did this because of the message. I didn't wanna just talk about it, I wanted to be in on it. We will do anything short of sin to reach people. Our job as Christians, our job as the church is to reach people where they are and connect them to everything God has for their life. And that happens through a relationship with Jesus, but oftentimes we have to go so that then they will come. We have to do anything short of sin To reach people, I want to share another story with you today. Micah, can you come up here with me this morning? Let's give Micah a hand as he comes up this morning. Looking clean those boots today, my man. Thank you. uh, just wanted, I want to share. I wanted you to see a picture. I thought about just reading it, but I wanted you to see because we, we celebrate numbers here at Action Church. We've been able to reach a, a, an enormous amount of people in 10 years, but we say all the time, every number has a name, every name has a story, and every story matters to God. So when I talk about what God has done in in Micah's life, I want you to see that it's not just somebody; it's a it's a person. It's it's Micah's story. And and Micah was telling us that uh, several years ago, he was six years in the Army Reserves, and in COVID. Correct me if I'm wrong. Just, just hit me if I miss anything, Micah. Just, just say, hey, you, you messed up. Actually, don't do that because it'll make me look <laughs> stupid, but tell me after. We'll get it ready for the next service. And uh, during COVID, um, lost your job and really felt felt like purpose was was kind of lacking. Yeah, and, and struggling um, like probably a lot of us in that season with anxiety and depression and really just looking for, Man, what does God have for me next? And It was somebody that invited you to a a redefined group, right? And they uh, brought you into community and began to just speak God's purpose into your life and recommitted your life in that that small group, got baptized at Action Church. And then I was reading that you really started to feel like your your purpose God connecting you to everything that he has for your life when you started praying for people when God started using you to not just receive, but to, to, to give away, and that now you serve on our prayer team, praying for people, ministering people every single week. And so, so proud of you. Love getting to do this with you. Love that you were reached where you were, now connected, and now you're doing the same thing. And so, I actually wanna, I wanna do this. I wanna show you something. I got some more stories out here. If we could have uh, all of the, the, the crew come out. I think they're coming out this way, or this way, or from the back, I don't know. Surprise me. Let's give all, everybody a hand as they come. So here's the, I just, I want to make sure when we, when we talk about reaching people that, that people are made up of individuals. And what we have right here is we have 25 different stories still coming. Wow. Where are we? We don't have that much room backstage. This is awesome. What we do is we have 25 stories right here. 25 stories of life change of purpose found of of hope restored of addictions broken of, of families being Reunited of healings of miracles, and if we had the time today, and we didn't have multiple services, I could go microphone down the line, and you'd hear different stories of of God's faithfulness, different stories of of invites and investments and all these different things. and And I brought twenty five people on stage uh, today because I wanted to celebrate something with you. Every person here, every face up here, every story up here represents a thousand people. Because just a couple weeks ago, we passed twenty five thousand decisions. For Jesus. And so every person you see here represents a thousand Micahs, a thousand stories of God meeting us where we are, changing our life, and then setting us on a purpose to fulfill the calling he has for us. Go and give it up for these 25 people. Thank you so much. Thank you. We've only got 27 minutes, so please exit quickly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're grateful for what God did, but now he's got to do something else, so please leave. (laughs) To reach people nobody is reaching, you have to do sometimes what nobody else is doing. Jesus had a whatever-it-takes mindset to his ministry, and we believe that meeting people where they are is the best way to introduce them to Jesus. Romans chapter three, check this out. For everyone has sinned. You've sinned, I've sinned, we've all sinned, and fallen short of God's glorious standard. Yet God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. And he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us. Come on, not them. On. Gotta make sure we get this today, this, this mindset, this value of, of reaching people, we have to get out of our comfort zone, we have to get out of our religiousness, we have to get out of our box, and we have to realize that God just didn't come to save those sinners, he came to save this sinner. Have you noticed that we love to judge people that sin differently than us? That we stack sins like this and God stacks sins like this. There's not a hierarchy of sin for we've all sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. I like to say it like this. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. Some of us just wear higher heels. Which means you just fake it better. Come on. It's not really different. It's just Faked better, come on. It's, like, it's like your house really isn't that clean, you just cleaned it before people came over, you know what I mean? Some of you are just better at cleaning before people come over. We know it's not always that clean, unless you're weird, and that's fine. A little OCD, that's fine, you need to work on that, we have freedom for that. If your house is always spotless, you need freedom. You struggle with control. Come on, you're, you're, you're just faking it. You're, you're, you're just, we're covering it up. Examples of that are, are, you ever cleaned your room, like actually cleaned it or just thrown the stuff underneath the bed or the closets? Come on, we're well, your kid. Mom will never find it. She always, she always found it. Come on, we, we, we just fake it. We, we fight the whole way to church and then we get out of the car and we say, hey, smile. Come on. Come on. Be a Christian. Go in there and be a good Christian. I don't want to hear anybody say anything about it. We're fine. Hey, God bless you. So good to see you. You were just yelling and cussing and almost hit your kids. You almost struck them. <laughs> Come on, we're speeding. We hit the brakes. We, we were actually breaking the law. But we're pretending like, no, officer, I wasn't doing anything at all. We got to make sure that we take off that, that fakeness, that, 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 that cover-up, that idea that we have to figure it out. Because the gospel is not that we make our way to Jesus. The gospel is that he made his way into our situation, and then we surrender it. We will not be the church that God is calling us to be if we force everybody to have it all together. That's what the Pharisees did. That's what the religious leaders did. You gotta fix this. No, you've got to allow Jesus to fix this. Yeah, sure uh, I wrote it down this way, for far too long, the church has been a place where we feel like we have to clean up, tuck in, and get our junk together. A place that we have to put on the smile. I don't think that's what it's supposed to be. That the church is not a country club for perfect Christians, but a hospital for the hurting, the forgotten, the lonely. A place that you don't have to believe everything that we believe right away to belong here. A place that will do anything short of sin to reach people. Write this down if you're taking notes today. Stop trying to fake your way through life and just make your way to Jesus. We get in trouble when we try and figure it out, when we try and systemize and we try to make this a religion and it's a relationship. The gospel is not clean up so that you can follow, it's invite Jesus in so he can clean you up. It's a, the order is important. We'll never get this value if we value the principles over the person of Jesus. We have to introduce people to the person of Jesus and allow that relationship to then change their Behavior. We we don't reach people sometimes because we're afraid about what people will think. We're afraid about what they will say. We're afraid about how we will look. And I'm here to tell you today that we're gonna have to go into some situations that aren't church situations. We're gonna have to have some conversations that aren't church conversations because to reach people where they are, we have to go to where they are. Jesus understood this in Luke chapter 19. It's a famous story. You've been in church, you've heard it before. If not, let me read it to you, and let's go verse by verse today. Jesus showing us how to reach people right where they are. Uh, Luke 19, verse one through 10. says, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to, to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, and he climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road. For Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came, he looked up at Zacchaeus, called him by name. It's important. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people, the people were displeased has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and I will, if I've cheated people on their taxes, I'll give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham, for the son of man came to seek and to save those that were lost. The people were displeased that the people had a problem. Zacchaeus was a a chief tax collector. He would have been hated. He would have been scum. He would have been less than than human because he was collecting taxes from his own people, and then he was cheating them on their taxes. We see this in verse two, that he was a chief tax collector. But in verse four, we see Zacchaeus, and i I believe today at all of our locations, there's a lot of Zacchaeus in the room, maybe that you're not cheating people out of money, but that you're curious about this Jesus thing. He had a curiosity. He didn't have religion, he didn't have answers, he really didn't even know what he was looking for. And that may be you today, that you're just here, you don't know how you got here. Somebody offered you a free lunch, somebody offered you a water and a bar outreach, somebody bribed you to come here today and you're just a little bit curious, you're in the right spot. Jesus does well with your curiosity. Jesus came to serve those that have all the answers, and to seek, and to save, and to serve those who don't have any of the answers. We invite him into our, our situation. He came to save everyone, not just good people, everyone. Amen. So how do, we, how do we follow this, this path that, that Jesus set forth to do anything short of sin to reach people? I got, I got three things for you today. The first one is we need to invite. We need to invite. Verse five and six, look at this. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus, called him by name, we'll go back to that in a little bit, and said, quick, come down, I must be a guest in your home today. Jesus invited him into his life, and he just, Jesus was bold. He, he didn't invite him to where he was going. He said, you take me to your house. Did you have any of those friends growing up where you invited yourself over to their house? Come on, they had better snacks. Come on, they had nicer parents. Come on, they had less rules. Every mistake I ever made as a teenager was in a friend's house. Bentley and Kingston, you're never going to friend's houses. We're hosting everything. I must be a guest in your home today. He, He invited. And I love that he didn't say, like, do you mind? Hey, what do you think about? He said, come down, I must. There should be a boldness in the way that we reach people. You must come to my church. You must come to my small group. You, you must come and see what, what God is doing in my life. You must hear about his goodness and his faithfulness, not in a weird way, but in a bold way that we've received something that we can't contain. I'm not offering it like it's a side dish. I'm offering you something that's the main course. This is not something that, that will just help your life. This is something that can change your life. Like you must come down. You must come down from where you are. You must come from the place of just being curious into a life that can be changed that only comes through relationship with Jesus. Stats show that over 80% of people would come to church or would come to your small group or your Bible study if they were just asked. Are they gonna get saved? I don't know. Is life gonna change? I don't know. But they'll be curious enough just because you invested in them, affirmed them, included them. Come on, we're looking. As humans, we're looking for something to worship. You see it all throughout the world. We're looking for community. People are curious. What if you just offered an invitation? We see when Adam sinned in the garden, God sought Adam in the garden. Jesus sought Zacchaeus today. And through the church, God is seeking people all in our communities. We need to be inviters. You don't know this, but an invite already changed your life. Because I remember receiving an invite card to Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama, in 2004—an invite to a college night. Ironically, and giving my life back to Jesus and surrendering my life to His Lordship and following His purpose and ministry. Who in your life is just one invite away for their life being changed? You must. You must come down. We need to spend some time, dude. I need to tell you some things. We need to invite, write the second one down. We need, to, we need to invest, we need to invest. Verse seven, it says, but the people were displeased. Verse six, like he has quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his home in great excitement and joy, but the people were displeased. He had gone to be a guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. We need to invest both our, our, our resources, we talked about that last week, but, but our time. Jesus didn't just say like, hey, Here's a Bible track. Hey, here's some good news. Hey, here's an idea. God bless you. God loves you. No, he didn't just say, hey, come to church. He said, no, I'm, I'm going to where you are and I'm going to invest my time. My time in you. A, a sinner, not somebody that's serving the church, not somebody that is benefiting Jesus, just going to serve him right where he, he was. He invested. Sometimes it may take some times, and sometimes it may take some uncomfortable situations for us to reach the people that God is calling us to reach. He was a notorious sinner. Everybody would have known. And they were grumbling. And we, we understand that because we, we get that all the time here at Action Church. But notice what Jesus did not do. He did not apologize for hanging out with people that needed help. He didn't stop at the door and say, hey guys, hey everybody's grumbling. I know he's a sinner. I'm good. Found it. Yes, still the son of God. I'm going to save him. No, he just said, I'm going to start a relationship with him. I'm going to share a meal with him. He didn't explain it because it was obvious, and it should be obvious to us. Why are you hanging out in those areas? Because it's not the healthy that need a doctor. It's the sick. Why would we just stay here with all of our same friends and all of our same comfort and sing the same songs and do the same things when there is a world that is lost, dying, and going to hell? And we have the answer. Religious people hate radical life change because they can't explain it. It doesn't fit into the formula. Wow. How did they get saved? How did, how did they turn around? How did they get that addiction broken? How do, were they restored? And we can't, we can't explain it. We don't like it. Because we like formulas. We like systems. We like strategies. When I do this and this, I get this. Anything short of sin to reach people. Church people didn't like Jesus' methods. Church people, some church people, don't like our methods. Methods like song fest. You can't play secular music in church, sure you can. Who says you can? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Lights, camera, action. You can't show movies in church, sure you can. Jesus used parables, he used secular stories, he used modern day stories to tell people the truth he was trying to do. Why can't we do the same thing? You can't go to clubs. What if if one of those college kids that's going to serve, what if they fall into sin? You don't think they've been in a club before? You can't go to bars, you can't go to tailgates, you can't give away koozies. You know they're gonna put beer in that koozie, that's fine. They're gonna drink the beer without the koozie, at least with the koozie they're gonna know about Jesus. You can't Facebook market. You can't, you can't do marketing strategies. You're just bribing people to come to church. Exactly. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah. Because I don't care why you come. I care who you meet and how you leave. Yeah. And, and you're, you're just, the church never, never saved anybody, Pastor. You're right, but your criticism didn't either. But the church is a vehicle... Yeah. To introduce them to a relationship with Jesus that can change everything. Anything short of sin. So we will have encounter nights and we will have freedom conferences and we will live out a spirit-filled doctrine. We believe in the gifts of the spirit. We will have our fundamentals and be a life built on sound doctrine and theology. But from that place of security, both with doctrine and the presence of God, we should leave comfortable and go into a world that needs Jesus. We gather so that we can grow together. We grow together so that we can go into a world that needs what we have received and anything short of sin. A life founded in black and white principles, but lived in the gray because that's where people need Jesus. Verse eight and nine, it says this. It says, meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I've cheated people on their taxes... I will give back to them four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to your home today. The last thing that we invite, we invest, we offer salvation through Jesus. We offer salvation through Jesus. The people would have lost their minds that Jesus claimed this man was saved in an instant. He still owes money. He was just stealing this morning how could he be saved what about disciplines and what about morality and what about the fruit of his life changing those happen after people meet Jesus we're putting the cart before the horse You need to do this, this, and this. No, you just need to meet Jesus. And if you actually have an encounter with him, it will change everything. The values, the morality, the character, the habits, they change after. We receive his grace that saves us and sustains us. I'll prove it to you with scripture that when Jesus comes in a scene, the relationship always produces more than religion, that when we put him first, allow him to change us, that it produces even more. Look at this. Uh, I'll prove it to you through Levitical law. Yes, we showed bar outreaches and talked about Levitical law in the same sermon. You're welcome. Well-rounded. I'll prove it to you, Levitical law. According to Leviticus 6, that required... Zacchaeus to pay back 120% of what was stolen. He had to return 120%. But after meeting the person of Jesus, so the principal was 120%, but the person of Jesus, he committed to give 400% of what he has stolen back to the people. See, a relationship trumps religion every time. A changed heart will always lead to a changed life, and this fruit is not obligatory, it's not the minimum, it's an open heart saying, how can I spend the rest of my life paying back, giving back, doing to others what I have had done for me. One afternoon changed Zacchaeus' life forever, and I believe one moment can, can change yours. Just just write this last thought down and then we'll, then we'll close. A, a little bit of grace makes room for a whole lot of truth. We gotta put the grace first. Let people know, we care, I, I must come to your house. Who knows what they talked about? Who knows how long they talked? But I believe it. it started With an invite, it started with an investment, it started with a conversation. And at some point, it turned. And Jesus was able to speak hope and life and restoration into this man and his life and his eternity's change. We're called to to pray, to invite, to invest, to offer salvation. Pastor, what what if I need it today? What if I, I hear you that I should be more like Jesus, I got that, but what if I'm Zacchaeus? want to close with, with that thought because at some point we've all been Zacchaeus. We've all been notorious at sinning. You've been notorious at sinning at something. I don't know what it is. But Jesus came, he says in verse 10, to seek and save that which was lost. Say, Pastor, I'm lost today. Here's the revelation that I want to give you because here's what Jesus did to Zacchaeus and here's what he wants to do to you this morning first off he called him by name and Zacchaeus means righteous one Zacchaeus would have known that It would have not only been shocking and alarming that Jesus knew his name but when he called him his name he didn't call him by his sin he called him by his name your name and calls you by your sin your Savior knows your sin and calls you by your name that you can be a son or daughter of the Most High God what's crazy is Zacchaeus was trying to get to Jesus the same way that a lot of us do couldn't see couldn't couldn't quite measure up because he's so he climbed. Check this out. If you, Jesus is on the ground, and Zacchaeus is in a tree and he climbs higher and higher to see what is actually happening. The higher he tries to climb, the further he gets from Jesus. That's why Jesus looks at him so much more. Symbolism and meaning in this story He says, you need to stop climbing. You need to stop earning. You need to stop proving. You need to stop striving. You need to stop trying to get your life together a word for somebody today, you've been striving and climbing and trying to figure it all out, trying to fix it, trying to make it right. And you're just getting further and further away from the point, which is the person of Jesus. And it's not climbing higher of success and money and fame and accolades and whatever you are good at. It's not climbing higher. It's simply coming down. Let your curiosity today cause you to take a step towards Jesus. he'll come down, he'll come over. And once you invite him in, everything changes. I'd love for you to have that opportunity today across all of our locations to start that relationship with Jesus. If you would bow your heads and close your eyes right where you are. For like in our auditoriums and online, there's rooms full of Zacchaeuses. You've, you've made some mistakes. if you're you're honest today, you're tired of of struggling alone. The climb is getting exhausting. Holding on to to what you're trying to hold on to has caused you to be overwhelmed and fatigued. And I really believe today, maybe more than any day in a long time in in Action Church that Jesus has invited you here because he knew he was going to be walking by. He was going to see you today, and you were going to hear this message, and your life and your eternity would be, would be changed. I need to set somebody free today. God already knows your worst, and that's why he sent Jesus, to live a perfect life because you never could to die a sinner's death because that's what you and I have earned, to be raised to a new life to give you victory in this life and the next. His life qualified him. It's a perfect sacrifice. His, His death qualified you because God no longer sees you as you are. He sees you as he sees his son, Jesus, and his resurrection gives us victory. How do we come down? We surrender. We surrender control. Romans says it like this, we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, and we give him that place in our life, complete and total control. If you wanna do that today across all of our locations, you wanna make Jesus the Lord of your life, I would love to to pray for you. Some of you, it's for the first time ever. Others of you, it's, it's a restart or a recommitment today. You're gonna come down from wherever you're climbing, whatever you're running from, and you're gonna follow Jesus. If that's you today, across all of our locations, for the first time, or by recommitting your life for the first time in a long time, would you raise your hand right where you are and say, I'm coming down from whatever I'm climbing, whatever I'm struggling with, and I'm following Jesus, say yes, one, two, three, four, five, six. Come on, I got you, yes, sir, in the back, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. In the stadium. Got you all the way in the back. See you. A couple more. Come on, Sanford Novito. Somebody watching online this morning. I'm coming down. I'm following Jesus. It's awesome. You can put your hands down. If you would pray this in your heart as I pray it I'll out loud, say this: say, God, I love you. And God, I thank you. I thank you for saving me. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And I'm repenting of those sins today, confessing with my mouth and believing in my heart that you, Jesus, are Lord. God, I give you that place, complete and total control. God, have your way in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. God, I pray for all of us. God, practically this week, give us somebody to invest in. God, give us somebody to invite either to church, to our home, to a conversation, that we would use our influence wherever you've given it, classrooms and offices, recreational facilities, wherever you have led us to, we would use that and offer people what they can never find, and that is the hope that is only found through a relationship with Jesus. God, we love you. We thank you for meeting us here this morning. It is in Jesus' name we pray and everybody at Action Church said amen and amen. Church, can we celebrate all the decisions? A couple dozen in this room.